You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to the same old Dolphin Show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. Brain, it is wintertime. Snow has fallen Certain parts of upstate New York got buried under 40 inches of snow this week. My part of the state only got about five inches of snow. But it's winter, which means this is where the football gets really, really serious. And it's when it's really crunch time. And how exciting is it as Miami Dolphin fans to be witnessing exciting, meaningful December football and not the kind of December football where it's like, well, the Dolphins, you know, are long shots to win these couple of games. But if they can somehow figure out ways to win them, then then they can be in the thick of things. The Dolphins are right in the middle of it. They are right now currently sitting in playoff position brain. It's it's crunch time with three games to go. The Dolphins control their own destiny. And that's got to feel pretty good. It feels good, but there's a lot of work to be done, and it's one thing to control your own destiny, and you're playing, you know, the Jets and the Giants and the Jaguars and and the and the dregs of of the league. It's another thing when you've got to be playing uh, the Patriots, and you got a game looming against Buffalo, and you got a game looming against uh, Vegas, who is. You know, that game is not looking quite as daunting as it maybe was a few weeks ago, uh, but it's still a team that's battling for playoff for to make the playoffs themselves. So uh, every single one of these games is going to be a challenge and a big test for this Dolphins team. And unfortunately, uh, you know, a few weeks ago when we were hyping up this this uh, end of the year four game stretch, we thought. Hey, win two games and you're in. And then you you lose to Kansas City and you're thinking, well, that was the one that we expected to lose. But if we win two out of three, we should be fine. But then you look at the, the way things are playing out and we might need to win out. It's true. It's <laughs> true. So the Dolphins. When, it's one thing to control your own destiny and you feel good about that. But it's another thing when you say, well, if you lose one, you might be out. Yeah, it's true. It's and that's the situation that we're going to get into here just in just a moment, just to give you an idea of what the show is going to look like today. We're going to talk about the playoff picture right at the beginning. Then we are going to get into this upcoming game that the Dolphins have looming on the schedule on Sunday against the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. 
And uh, then, of course, at the end of the show, as we always do, before we make our predictions, we will share hashtag one hot take from a bunch of different listeners who shared their thoughts with us on Twitter. But before we get into all of that, a reminder, if you're not doing so already, to make sure that you're following us on Twitter. I am at Amplified to Rock. He is at Aaron the Brain. That's at A-A-Ron the Brain. The show is at Same Old Dolphins. You can also go to Facebook.com slash Same Old Dolphins. Give us a like over there. And head over to YouTube.com. Hello, YouTube. Do a search for Dolphins Talk, all one word, and you can subscribe to the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. And then immediately after that, head on over to DolphinsTalk.com and make sure that you are visiting DolphinsTalk.com each and every day because it is your one-stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins, all kinds of Miami Dolphins news and information up there on the site every single day. And of course, we greatly appreciate it if you will head over to Apple Podcast or your podcast host of choice and leave us a positive rating and review. It helps us out tremendously. So thank you in advance. So as the brain said just a moment ago, the Dolphins find themselves in a situation that is maybe not quite as uh, forgiving perhaps, as we might have thought it would be coming into these final four games. We sort of talked at one point, we were sort of keeping an eye on the season over the past month or month and a half or so, and we really were looking at, it looks like if the Dolphins can split those final four games, that they're going to find themselves in the playoffs. And of course, that loss to Denver proved to be a little bit of a curveball for the Dolphins, and now, also because of the way certain other results have gone, the teams in this conference that the Dolphins may have expected to have dropped a few games have not. And so the Dolphins really find themselves in a situation where the only way that they can assure themselves of a playoff berth, the only way is to win their final three games at home to the Patriots, at the Raiders, and at the Bills. If the Dolphins win those three games, they are in the playoffs and it's done. If they were to lose one of those games, that's where things get a little bit more interesting. Basically what happens is if the Dolphins lose a game. Well, let's let's go through the uh the the playoffs as they stand right now in the AFC before we get into that. So, uh the Kansas City Chiefs are at 12 and 1. They're currently the one seed in the AFC and in fact can wrap up the one seed. They can clinch the one seed uh with a victory and a Steelers loss this weekend. They could actually uh clinched the one seed Pittsburgh Steelers are currently the two seed at 11 and two the Bills are 10 and three at the three seed currently the Tennessee Titans are your four seed uh in and the AFC South with their nine and four record and then the fifth seed is the Cleveland Browns then you've got the Indianapolis Colts both of the Browns and the Colts are nine and four those are your five and six and then the Dolphins are currently in the seventh and final wild card spot in the AFC with a record of eight and five. Currently on the outside looking in, the New England Patriots, who are uh, seven and seven. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Six and seven. Excuse me. They are six and seven coming into the game against the Dolphins. The Las Vegas Raiders, who lost on Thursday night to the L.A. Chargers in overtime, they are at seven and seven. So those two teams really holding on by a thread. In fact, if the Dolphins beat the Patriots this weekend, the Patriots will be eliminated from playoff contention. Hashtag eliminate the Patriots. And then uh, the Dolphins will also have an opportunity to officially eliminate the Raiders next week, um, depending on how things go this week. If the Dolphins and Ravens both win this week, the Raiders could be eliminated next week. The Raiders, I'm sorry, the Ravens, also at eight and five. However, on the tiebreaker of best conference record, the Miami Dolphins currently hold the tiebreaker over the Ravens. And so if the Dolphins win out and the Ravens win out, you would have two 11 and five teams and one of which would not make the playoffs, which is pretty brutal when you think about it, to finish 11-5 and not make the playoffs. However, if it's the Dolphins that finish 11-5, and and I looked at this and I crunched the numbers, there is not a scenario in which the Dolphins finish 11-5 and and fail to make the playoffs. So if they win their last three games, they are 100% in. If they do not win their final three games, they're going to need some help. Basically, how it breaks down is this. If the Dolphins lose... They also need the Ravens to lose. Or they need the Browns or the Colts to lose not once, but twice. Because the, the, both the Colts and Browns are currently a game up on the Dolphins. If the Dolphins were to lose, that would give them six losses and they would need to end up tied with the Colts and Browns whom they hold tiebreakers over at this moment in time. So it's, it's kind of an interesting situation, but basically what it boils down to brain dolphins got to win. They got to win out. And I mean, yes, there is hope for them if they don't win out. And there is actually, you know, there's a decent possibility that the dolphins could get the help they need. In fact, if they get the help they need, if the, if the Ravens were to lose to the Jaguars on Sunday, which is a pretty long shot, the, if the Ravens were to lose that game and the dolphins beat the Patriots, the dolphins would actually clinch a playoff spot by defeating the Raiders next week. So that, that is a possibility that is out there. Um, likewise, if the Colts and the Browns lose their, ne- if either one of those teams loses their next two games and the Dolphins win their next two games, the Dolphins would also have clinched a playoff spot before they head to Buffalo for week 17. So lots of optimism out there, but brain, what it boils down to is you got to go out and you got to win. Yep. And it starts this Sunday uh, against the New England Patriots, uh, who I believe still are mathematically alive, uh, but yes. we can eliminate them this week. It's true. We can hashtag eliminate the Patriots this week. And in order to do that, Tua Vailoa will have to become only the sixth rookie quarterback to ever defeat 
a Bill Belichick-coached Patriots team. At this point in time, the Patriots, coached by Bill Belichick, are 21-5 and versus rookie quarterbacks. Brain, can you guess or do you know who the five rookie quarterbacks are who have defeated a Bill Belichick-coached Patriots team? I, I can wow. tell you that two of them are kind of surprising. That's your hint. Well, I mean. And so this, I, I this goes I'm all the way back to 2000. Peyton Manning, although I, I think he, I, I don't know that he, I mean, I know Peyton threw a lot of interceptions as a rookie. I don't know that he, but he probably got two cracks at the Patriots as a rookie. He is not on the list. Okay. Uh and I don't think Lamar Jackson played the Patriots until his second year. Um, wow. Did Patrick? No, Patrick Mahomes didn't play until his second year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm stumped on this one. All right. I'll give you the the two ones that I think are, are not going to be terribly surprising to you. One is Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. One is Russell Wilson. Okay. One is Mark Sanchez. Okay. There is Colt McCoy, of all people. And the other one is also a Jets quarterback who is still active in the league. And in fact was the last rookie quarterback to defeat a Bill Belichick-coached Patriots team. So was Can it, you name Was that it? Sam Darnold? It was not Sam Darnold. Uh, he's a Jets quarterback that is still... He was a Jets quarterback. He's a Jets quarterback that is still active in the National Football League. And he happened after Sanchez... In fact, in fact he played... He pl- got onto the field last week. I am drawing a complete blank on this. Against his former team, Geno Smith played the entire fourth quarter for the Seattle Seahawks against the Jets last week, and he was the last rookie quarterback to defeat a Bill Belichick-coached Patriots team. Geno Smith in 2013. So Tua Tungavailoa, as a rookie, is shooting to be only the sixth Rookie quarterback to defeat a Bill Belichick coach Patriots team. Pretty, pretty awesome little bit of trivia right there to to kick off the show here. That's pretty good, and that shows you that, uh, you know, it it it's going to take a team effort <laughs> to, to win this game because I can guarantee you that Geno Smith and Mark Sanchez did not carry their team to victory over the new England Patriots on those given games. Yeah. I would have to go back and look at exactly um, what the, <laughs> what the situation was in well, all of those I, I can games. Remember, but- I mean, with, with Mark Sanchez, you're talking about a Jets team that had a, an elite defense with Rex yes. Ryan and yep. you know uh, that that whole group there that made it to back to back AFC title games, uh, yep. they had an elite defense. Geno Smith, yeah, I I don't know what the circumstances were surrounding that game, but I'll guarantee you that Geno Smith was 
did not carry them to victory on that day. No, I don't. I don't imagine that he did. But uh, at any rate, we're going to dive into this game now between the Dolphins and Patriots coming up on Sunday. And I was, uh, you know, to sort of prepare for this show, I went back and I watched that game from week one, the Dolphins losing 21 to 11 to the Patriots. And, uh, you know, I'm I was struck by a couple of things, but one is just how different the Dolphins are on both sides of the ball. Um, And, you know, and I don't know that that's terribly surprising. You know, obviously they look a little bit different now with, Tua at quarterback and at that point the defense was not quite clicking on all cylinders and it looked like the Dolphins approached the game defensively as though they were unsure like they not not to say that they were unsure but they sort of played it that Cam might try to beat them through the air and might try to beat them on the ground and now what we know now is that you know, the the whole game was just putting the ball on the ground and just running it. And that, that sort of QB power stuff that the Patriots did in that game. And that was what sort of dashed the, the Dolphins uh, defense. I mean, I, the Patriots dashed the Dolphins defense on the ground in that game to the tune of something like 217 yards on the ground uh, in, in that week one game. And while... The Dolphins' defense has been better in recent weeks against the run. It is still a weakness that this team has. So let's start there with the Dolphins on the defensive side of the ball about how they can make adjustments to make sure that the Patriots are not rushing for 200 yards on the ground against them like they did in week one. And I think the the biggest thing is they're going to be prepared for Cam and what that offense presented itself as. And I think, you know, in on top of all of that, they have another 12 games of, of tape to look at. Of course, Cam wasn't in all of those games, but the vast majority of them. And he's proven that he is not going to beat them through the air. So it seems like the Dolphins are going to be able to do a little bit more to sort of dare the Patriots to beat them through the air. They can sort of not quite sell out to stop the run, but given the strength of the Dolphins is their secondary, they can sort of let Xavier Howard and Byron Jones and and possibly Bobby McCain if he's playing. Uh, Jamal Perry is going to be active for this game as well to provide a little bit of extra help back there. But it seems like the Dolphins might really maybe the maybe the right word is to sell out to stop the run in this game yeah well look the the way that you beat the uh, this this patriots offense the way that you stop that running game is you've got to get a great performance from your defensive line and you're going to need guys like Alandon Roberts and Kyle Van Noy, who I I know are on the injury report. I'm pretty confident that Kyle Van Noy is going to play in this game. Uh, I feel pretty good that Alandon Roberts is going to play in this game. Maybe not quite as confident there. But the Dolphins are going to need those guys, as well as Jerome Baker, to really come up big in sealing the edge, beating their man, being disruptive, because 
look, when they run the the run pass option and they are, you know, it's essentially the wildcat because you've got a guy like Cam that is essentially a running back back there. He's just, you know, he's a runner that you have to account for. It's it's an extra guy that you have. And then you take into consideration that the Patriots use a fullback uh, more than ever, just about every team in the league, save for the San Francisco 49ers with Kyle Juszczyk. The, the Patriots are going to line up and they are going to try to smash the Dolphins in the mouth. And then when you look back at that week one game and you say, well, you know, the Dolphins can can sell out to, to stop the run. Well, when the Dolphins did sell out to stop the run, then Cam Newton was able to pick the Dolphins apart with the, the quick slants to Julian Edelman. And that's where... One of the biggest thing, one of the biggest pieces of information we really don't have right now is whether or not Julian Edelman is going to play in this game because he returned to practice this week, but he's still he's not listed on the injury report because he hasn't been activated off the DL or not the DL the the injured reserve. Uh, so it's it's very similar to what we had uh, a couple weeks ago with Miles Gaskin where. You know, the Dolphins didn't need to put him on the injury report, didn't need to say anything about whether or not Miles Gaskin was going to play, and it just becomes gamesmanship. I believe, I look, I, I really don't know. I think it's 50-50 as far as whether Edelman plays, but I'll tell you, if Edelman doesn't play, I fully expect uh, the Patriots to have another guy in that role, and the guy that I look at is James White. Uh, and I would say that they'll put James White in the slot and whether it's Nick Needham, I would think Nick Needham definitely would get the first shot. I'd say the biggest difference right now in the Dolphins defense, uh, the way that they would defend the Patriots now versus the way that they defended them in week one is I think there's a lot more clarity as far as Who's got that slot receiver? At the beginning of the season, we weren't sure if it was Nick Needham or if it was going to be Igbenogany, and we were kind of... I, I think we were thrusting Igbenogany in there, exp, you know, kind of hoping for the best that he would just take to that role. And I think the situation was... It was too big for him. The moment was too big for him at that stage. And... What you've seen since Nick Needham has been reinserted in that slot corner role is that Nick Needham has done a really good job in that in that position. And I, I think that that's a it's been a key matchup basically every week because you know most teams don't challenge Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. And when they do, they they don't get good results. Uh so the guy that they tend to go after is Nick Needham, and Nick Needham has really answered the call all season long. Uh and I think he's got a, his hands full this week more so than most, because if you look at that week one game, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones barely got tested. I mean, that whole game plan was just run the ball or quick slant in the middle of the field. They really just attacked the Dolphins in the middle of the field. And that there is no reason 
for the Patriots to not do that. That is their strength on offense. That's Cam's strength as a quarterback. They're, they're going to run the ball. They're going to be who they are. And the last time they did it, they did it to the tune of rushing for what? Like 240 yards against the Dolphins? 217. 217. So they're going to make the Dolphins have to beat them you know, have to prove that they can stop the run. Um, and, and frankly, look, the, the Dolphins did a nice job, uh, you know, I guess against Kansas City. They've, they've done a decent job the last couple of weeks. But the last time they played a team that could actually run the football, that actually, you know, their identity was running the football, the Denver Broncos had their way with them. Uh, so I think this is a huge test, not just for all of the, you know, macro stuff with this is a chance to eliminate the Patriots and it's a division rival and it's Flores going up against Belichick, you know, mentor versus the student, all of that stuff. This is just a football team that's trying to grow and prove that they are a playoff caliber team needs to overcome a bugaboo that has been haunting them all season long, which is their inability to consistently stop the run. And the Patriots are one of the best running teams in the league. Yeah, it's going to be an issue for sure. And it's especially because it's not just a straightforward running attack, which it is um, with Damian Harris and Sony Michelle and James White in there as well. On top of all of that, you've got Cam Newton, who has a lot of unique skills for a quarterback, and they happen to be unique skills that this Dolphins team has struggled with in the past. So I, I, I would expect the Dolphins to do as much as they can to sort of gum up the works defensively, and maybe there's a way that they can sort of take away those sort of short slant routes and 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 challenge uh, Newton to to have to beat them over the top if he's going to throw the ball at all, that that's the way to do it. Um, but, you the know... The way you got to do it is you got to stop the run because everything right. they do is built off of the run. If you can stop the run and you can put them in third and long situations, now you've got them where you want them. That's where you can dial up those zero blitzes. You can really confuse uh, Cam with, with different coverages. You can get creative, but you can't get creative if you can't stop the run, particularly on first and second down. Right. So it's going to be a game about trying to force the Patriots into third and seven, third and eight, um, and those kinds of situations. And whether the Dolphins can execute that, well, that's what we're going to find out because this is a very different kind of defense that they're going to need to push than what they what they did last week against Kansas city. It's a very, very different opponent, almost polar opposites really. When you, when you look at those two teams. So uh, it's certainly going to be a unique challenge for this particular dolphins defense, as much success as they have had against quarterbacks, challenging their cornerbacks. This is going to be a game about the D line and the linebackers and the, and the defensive front really showing up to uh, make a statement in this game on the other side of the ball of course Dolphins are going to look a little bit different than what they looked like in week one and and one of the biggest things is that well neither of the running backs that were your two big feature backs in week one are going to be there uh, week one you had Jordan Howard and Miles Gaskin 
looks like Miles Gaskin still on the COVID list with his COVID uh, with his positive COVID test. It looks like he's not going to be ready for this game. And uh, Jordan Howard, of course, no longer with the team. Uh, so this is going to be a game where it's DeAndre Washington and Matt Breida. It sounds like Savan Ahmed is trending towards playing on Sunday, but it sounds like that's going to be a little bit. That's probably going to be a game time decision. Other things on the offensive side of the ball that we don't know yet. It, it sounds like Jakeem Grant and Devontae Parker are practicing and trending towards playing. The stunning thing offensively is that uh, both Eric Flowers and Mike Gesicki have been out there practicing this week. And it sounded like, I mean, when, when Gesicki went down last week, it seemed like, okay, well, that's his season done. And now he's apparently been out there practicing. Of course, they the Dolphins had him listed as limited on Thursday when the Dolphins only went through a walkthrough. And uh, he uh, you know, was apparently catching passes, was the report on Friday. Um, but that counts as a limited participant in practice. And so exactly what the Dolphins' complement of offensive weapons is going to look like on Sunday is completely up in the air. Really, I think the key is if the Dolphins can get Devontae Parker on the field with any kind of ability to really play. Because look, if 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 Devontae Parker can't go on Sunday, your number one receiver is Lynn Bowden. And how is Lynn Bowden gonna do if he's got if he's opposite Stephon Gilmore? It seems like that is not a situation that 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 bodes particularly well for Lynn Bowden. So, uh, you know, the big thing I think is that we hope that Devontae Parker can be trending to a place where he can play. It sounds like he's probably going to go. Uh, same with Jakeem Grant. Um, although, you know, I think at this point, all of us have mixed feelings about Jakeem Grant. As we're, well, actually, most of the feelings aren't mixed when it comes to Jakeem Grant, if we're being honest, probably. Um so, so who knows if he's going to be out there. Otherwise, it's going to be Mac Hollins. It's going to be Adam Shaheen. It's going to be Durham Smythe. Maybe Malcolm Perry gets a bit more involved. It's just a very bizarre cast of characters in addition to DeAndre Washington and Matt Breida and then Tua under center. So what is this offense going to look like in this game on Sunday? And, and, and how are the Dolphins going to be efficient against a very tough defense, a defense that the Patriots have that, you know, as for all of the talk, and we're not going to go down the road, the road of having the conversation about the Herbert versus Tua thing, because that conversation is going on plenty on social media and all the beat reporters are all over it. And I, I just, I don't want to waste any breath on that conversation because I think it's ridiculous. Um, but as great of a season as Justin Herbert is having, the Patriots completely shut him down. So if that's what they were able to do to Justin Herbert, what are they going to have in store for Tua Tungavailoa on Sunday, Brian? Look, uh, the Patriots, they play pass defense and they play coverage and they don't blitz a lot. Uh, they're going to rely on their, their front four, uh, to, to, to bring pressure, to also set the edge. And they're going to drop seven in coverage pretty routinely. Uh, and that means that 
they're going to dare the Dolphins to run the football. And that's not great. That's not good for the, for the Miami Dolphins because that, that has not been a strength of them. I think that this is a really tricky matchup for the Dolphins because the, the Patriots defense is so strong against the pass as far now they don't, they don't put too much pressure on the quarterback and that, that might be a saving grace because you might have some opportunities where, you know, maybe Tua can make some things happen with his legs, maybe uh, by having a few extra seconds, you know, so we can play, we can run some longer developing routes. But I also think that the Patriots are going to throw some things at Tua that he hasn't seen before. And with their propensity to drop guys back in coverage and frankly, just the personnel that they have back there in this secondary uh, I I think this game has a lot of potential for Tua making some big mistakes, so you know throwing some interceptions. And I think the way this game is trending, unless the Dolphins are able to get some sort of consistent running game to take the pressure off of Tua, I mean let, let's face it, even if Devontae Parker goes out there, are you expecting Devontae Parker to be at a hundred percent this Sunday? Because Look, a, a Devonte. Look, Devonte Parker at a hundred percent got the best of Stephon Gilmore last year when Stephon Gilmore was the Defensive Player of the Year, and that's really impressive. But if you don't think that Stephon Gilmore still thinks about that every single time he's getting ready to play the Miami Dolphins, then you just don't know professional athletes. Guaranteed, Stephon Gilmore is going to bring his A game for this matchup, and if Devonte Parker is not a hundred percent. That's not a good matchup, and it's not a great matchup on the other side with whoever the Dolphins have as their number two cornerback against J.C. Jackson. Uh, It's just, we're going to, Tua is going to need to be extremely precise, and I don't know that you're going to want Tua dropping back there, throwing 35 to 40 times in this game. I think that if he's throwing 35 to 40 times in this game, I think you can pretty much bank on at least two interceptions. And I think this is going to be a close, low-scoring game, and turnovers will make all the difference. And like, I don't think that the Dolphins need... I don't want to say that this is going to be a game where whichever team runs for the most yards wins because I don't think the Dolphins need to run for as many yards as the Patriots do, but the Dolphins need to have a running game in this, in this game, or it it could be a potentially disastrous game for the offense. Um, But it's going to be a huge test for Tua. It's going to be a huge test for the weapons that we have. I think the screen game, getting those backs involved, finding those backs out of the backfield. And look, if Devontae Parker is healthy, if Mike Gesicki is healthy, and those guys can go out there and ball, I mean, those are your two best players on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and 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 it sucks that, that you're coming into this huge game with your two best players on the offensive side of the ball, a side of the ball where you're already limited, uh, that they're coming in less than a hundred percent, but if they're out there, then you can't make excuses. You got to expect that those guys, you got to need, you got to have those guys producing, but 
you, I, I think this is a game where you have to run the ball. You know, last week I, I said going into that game, I said, look, the Dolphins aren't a good run offense and we're going to need the offense to score 30 points to win that game. So we might need to abandon the, the running game. This week, that that can't happen. We're going to need the running game to beat this Patriots team. Yeah, that's what it's going to need to be. It's going to need to be to put the ball on the ground and not not fumbling it. I mean, we're going to need to run it. We're going to need to run it. So whether whether it's Matt Breida, whether it's Savan Ahmed, whether it's DeAndre Washington, whether it's Tua, whether it's Lynn Bowden or Malcolm Perry, the Dolphins are going to need to find a way to get yards on the ground against the Patriots this week in what I believe could end up being a very scrappy, very kind of ugly, low-scoring affair on Sunday. We will get in to those predictions in just a minute. And we'll, of course, as always, we'll visit the hashtag one hot take from the listeners. But first, before we do any of that brain, we've got to talk about our friends at Manscaped. And our friends at Manscaped have a pretty hot take. And that pretty hot take is that, gentlemen, life is much better when you're groomed well below the belt. And that's why Manscaped has such incredible products designed to make you look your best below the belt. You got the lawnmower 3.0. You got, it's not just about looks though. It's about smell as well, which is why they've got the ball deodorant. It's why they've got the ball toner. They've got all kinds of things to help you make sure that you are at the top of your game. And listen, it's it's the holiday season. And, you know, the holiday season means you're probably having some holiday cocktails. You're probably having some holiday beverages. And sometimes those holiday beverages lead to some holiday uh, yeah, funny business. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about, folks. And so, gentlemen, make sure that when the funny business presents itself, and you have that opportunity, make sure that you are ready and prepared, and you will be ready and prepared if you have taken care of yourself with some very important grooming implements from our friends at Manscaped. And the thing is, if you go to manscaped.com and you put in the promo code DOLPHINSTALK, you'll save 20% off of your first order, and you will get free shipping. So it's a great idea. And don't forget, it's not just about, you know, it's not just about the lawnmower for downstairs. You can also get the weed whacker, which will help you with your nose hair and your ear hair and, you know, any other, uh, you know, places that need a little extra special care. Manscaped to help you out with that. And they've also got, you know, always coming out with new products over there. They've got a cologne coming through that I'm sure we'll be talking about at some point in the future. So listen, Manscaped is a great company. And in addition to offering all these products to help you make sure that you are looking your best and being your most presentable, they also uh, are, are taking action in, um, in a lot of efforts to look out for men's health issues. So that's a really great thing as well. So it's a good business to support. So we invite you to head over to manscaped.com, put in the promo code Dolphins Talk, save 20% off of your next order, and uh, you'll also get free shipping. And, you know, listen, you got to do it fast 
because listen, Christmas is right around the corner. If you were trying to do this for Hanukkah, Hanukkah's over. Okay, Christmas is right around the corner here. It's just a couple of days away. So get your order in now. Pause the podcast. Go to manscaped.com. Put in your order. Put in the promo code Dolphins Talk. Save your 20%. Get your free shipping. And then your balls or the balls of a gentleman who is very special to you will thank you. All right, Brain, it's hot take time. You ready? Lay them on me. You ready for some hot takes? Some good ones tonight, but again, I think we, we're getting a little bit of the hedging this week where it feels like, uh, you know, maybe not everybody is quite as confident as they may have been in the past. Um, let's see. Uh, at Miami, MVD says AVH, and I believe they're probably talking about AVG, Andrew Van Ginkle, will have two sacks and Ford We'll have two touchdowns. Isaiah Ford, who the Dolphins re-signed again. We may see some Isaiah Ford on Sunday. I mean, I don't know. That's a pretty hot take to believe that Isaiah Ford's going to have two touchdowns because he has, even when he's been on the active roster, he hasn't done a whole heck of a lot. So that's a good take. Uh, here we go. Here's throw at Throwbacks Forever says uh, he calls him Tuna, and I'm sure he's not talking about Bill Parcells. I'm sure he's actually talking about Tua. This is Tua struggles against Belichick and Cam runs for 70 plus yards. I don't know if that's the hottest. I can of see all the that. Takes, but I, yeah, I mean, both, all of that seems possible. Uh, at Joy Elizabeth 05 says elimination of the Patriots. Oh, let's get it. Let's get it trending, folks. Get it trending on Twitter. Hashtag eliminate the Patriots. Let's see. Uh, at Louis Sanchez the third says Tua breaks the rookie curse versus Bill. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's been since 2013 since a rookie has beaten him. So I guess you could say that's uh, that's a that's a curse. Um, at Tuck Root says not much of a hot take, I guess, but X gets to double digits. I believe <laughs> at this point it's not a hot take for X to get an interception because he does it in more games than he doesn't. But would it be a hot take because, you know, what are the chances that Cammy is even going to throw at him? Well, I mean, he, he probably won't get very many opportunities. But, I mean, at, at this point, how can you bet against him? That's true. That's fair. Uh, here, This is a great hot take. This is probably the hot take of the week. You ready? This is right. from I am underscore dishpan, which is, by the way, a great handle, probably the handle of the week as well. I am underscore dishpan says Belichick gets hit in the face by a hawk punt. Punt to the face. I'm into it. Okay. I'm into it. At, at Haitian Dolphin one says Tua will be the third rookie QB to get a win against Bill Belichick and throw for 400 plus yards, four touchdowns zero interceptions that would be glorious i mean that would be that would be tremendous and if he managed to do that then i'd say coming out of this i'd, I'd say we're ready to make a playoff run and tua is our guy and that'll put to bed any notion uh that he is not absolutely absolutely uh, let's see. Uh, here's this one is from Finn Jason. Uh, it's not really a hot take. He says it's this is the worst Patriots team in 20 years. This has to be a Finn's victory. I mean, you yeah, see that that 
that's kind of where it is, is, is that yeah. this is the worst Patriots team in 20 years. So, and you actually, you got them at home. You got the better record. I think the Dolphins are favored to win this game. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure what Vegas has it as if Miami is a favorite. They were two or, point or favorites. Yo, we are favorites yeah, so for the first time against the, the Patriots since 2013. If you want to be a playoff team, you win this football game. Absolutely. Got to do it. Got to win. Uh, at dad cook taxi ref says Tua will outrush cam. That's a hot take. That take. is a hot take. It's doable, but I, I that's it's a hot take. I like it. It certainly is doable. Uh, at JSW fins up says seriously, Davis Sealer Wilkins Ogba going to feast. I hope you're right. I They're going right. to have to, and and it's not all sacks. They they have to have big games defending the run. It, it's more important in this game that those guys are making impact run stops than it is sacks. I, we, we could come out of this game with zero sacks and the defense could play a great game. But if the Patriots run for 200 yards and we have five sacks, we're losing this game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope it doesn't come to that. Um, let's see here at JM Rios 51 says Patriots won't score more than 10 points. Dolphins win an ugly contest. 19 to 10. And let's see where there was one other one. Where did it go? Uh, here we go from uh, Cy954. Brita needs to rush for 100 yards in the first half so Tua can unleash in the second. Listen, if Matt Brita runs for 100 yards in the first half of this game on Sunday, we're, I'm feeling pretty good about what the Dolphins are doing. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. And uh, here we go. We're, we'll do we'll the last one. We'll go from our, our good friend at three kids. Our blessy says Gesicki, Parker and Grant practicing all a smoke screen from the Finns, a.k.a. Patriot South Flores giving Belichick a taste of his own medicine. Dolphins are going to have to win a slugfest this weekend. Cautiously optimistic, but a pick em game. And I think right there. That our good friend, three kids are blessing. I, it's nail on the head right there. I think the Dolphins have a smoke screen. It's that's what it is. I think you got both of these teams. And listen, it's the Patriots' move, right? They don't like to uh, they like to disguise things on the injury report, and the Dolphins evidently taking a page out of the Patriots' book, and it's going to lead us to this game on Sunday. So, brain, it is that time for you to make your prediction. What is going to happen this Sunday when your Miami Dolphins host the Patriots with a chance to eliminate the Patriots? A chance that, excuse me, hashtag eliminate the Patriots. On Sunday, what's going to happen? Here it is. We're, we're all set. We control our own destiny. We've got a chance to eliminate the Patriots. Our nemesis. Brian Flores going up against, you know, his mentor and Bill Belichick. I don't like where this is going. And and this is the worst Patriots team that they've had in 20 years. So you got to win. The Dolphins are favored. This is the game that you have to win. And I think 
that not only is this a bad matchup for the Miami Dolphins, they've also got some really untimely injuries going into this game at some very key positions. I mean, the Dolphins, the, the Dolphins are not this team that is, that is, I mean, we're, we're still in the second year of a rebuild. So it's not like we have this incredible depth. I commend this team for the, the next man up mentality that they've had. And they fought through some injuries and they've won some games in spite of some rough injuries, but you don't want to come into this game against a Patriots defense that's difficult to throw against with an offense that's already extremely limited. You've got a rookie quarterback and your two best weapons to throw the ball to hell your three best weapons to throw the ball to when you include Jakeem Grant are all injured. And then you're relying on a running game and you're, you're starting running back. Your best running back is on the COVID list. Yes, Savan Ahmed might play in this game, and that would be big. Uh, but we're not a very good run offense. It's not like the Patriots are a pushover as far as defending the run. Even though they like to drop guys back in coverage, they're still a solid run defense. They're not awful. This does not look like a good matchup for the Dolphins' offense. And when the Patriots have the ball, the last time they did the, these two teams matched up, they ran for over 200 yards. This is getting very and dark. The Dolphins the Dolphins run defense while it has improved, it's still a problem. This is not a great run defense. You would hope that with all the tape and a whole week to prepare for it that they'll come out and they'll be able to do a much better job. But I think they're going to struggle at that. And I think the the path to victory for this team has been really there's been a formula all year long when you really look at the way the Dolphins have won football games. And it has been the defense creating turnovers and creating points, giving the offense a short field, and the special teams creating a short field for the Miami Dolphins, making the opposing team have poor field position, and then taking advantage of every opportunity to score points uh, with Jason Sanders and they if the Dolphins are going to win this game they are going to need the defense and the special teams to absolutely carry them there I don't know I, I think the defense and the special teams will have a good performance I just don't know if it's going to be enough and I don't know that this team is ready to take that next step and win a game like this against a team like the Patriots who are going to be very physical and play the kind of football that 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 you need to play in December. That physical smash mouth brand of football that Brian Flores wants this Dolphins team to be able to play. I just don't know that they're there yet. I think this is a really close game, a really low scoring game. But I've got the Patriots eking this one out 17 to 16. Oh. Brain. Brain, 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 brain. I mean, they're the same old dolphins, right? See, now, I, you know, the thing is, I was thinking about this earlier today. The dolphins are in the situation 
or all they've got to do is win the last three games of the season. The problem is that historically, when the Dolphins have found themselves in a situation where all they need to do is win the last three games of the season or the last two games of the season, they typically blow it. Right. Historically, this is what they do. They get to this point, and then they hit a wall, and for some reason it doesn't work out. And they usually blow it against a division rival, like yeah. the Patriots. Yeah. But guess what? Not this time. Not these Miami Dolphins. Because these are not the same old Dolphins. It's going to be a tough game. And it's going to be a slog. And these teams are going to go back and forth. And it's going to be ugly. And there may be turnovers. And there may be injuries. And we may have... Jason Sanders at running back and Matt Hawk at wide receiver because everybody's falling apart and we're falling apart at the seams. But this Miami Dolphins team is not the same old Dolphins. And on Sunday, they're going to prove it in a tight game, in a close game, and they're going to go back and forth and back and fourth, and it's going to be very, very low scoring, and it's going to go probably at halftime. It's going to be like 6-3. No touchdowns have been scored yet. That kind of affair. But then in the second half, your Miami Dolphins are going to find a way, whether it's off of a turnover, where they, they start a possession on a really short field, they can put one into the end zone. And as this game advances, your Miami Dolphins in front of 13,000 screaming Miami Dolphin fans at Hard Rock Stadium. Your Miami Dolphins are going to pull it out late. And your Miami Dolphins will win 24 to 13 against the New England Patriots. And they will hashtag eliminate the Patriots. You had that Lewis Black finger going. It's going to happen because I believe it, because I believe in Brian Flores, and I believe in Josh Boyer, and I believe in Tua Tungavailoa, and Chan Gailey is our offensive coordinator, and I believe in Savan Ahmed, and I believe in tough as nails, Mike Kosicki, and I believe in the right leg of God, Jason Sanders, your Miami Dolphins are going to hashtag eliminate the Patriots on Sunday. And they're going to get that win, and they're going to take one step closer to the 2020 NFL playoffs. It's happening. It's happening. All right, let's get out of here. Fired up. I, I am fired up. I am fired up. I'm very excited about, about this game. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous as hell, but I'm fired up about it because, I listen, this, this is what happens. This is this meaningful December football, which is what we asked for at the beginning of the season. And you know what? It, it's... You know, there's a reality that exists. There's a world that exists where the Dolphins finish this season 10 and 6, where they happen to drop one of these final two games and they're sitting there at 10 and 6 outside of the playoffs. And that'll be disappointing, but it's not the end of the world. 
But guess what? That's not the reality I'm living in right now. The reality that I'm living in has the Dolphins winning on Sunday and take another step closer to the playoffs. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. All right? All right. My friends, this weekend is the final weekend of Christmas shopping before the big day. So make sure you head over to Manscaped, get all your gimmicks, get all your things taken care of so that your man can get his thing taken care of. Very important. Uh, and take care of uh, all that last minute shopping. Be safe out there. If you live in a place where there's all kinds of wacky weather, you know, be safe out there on the wild, crazy roads. And we'll be back next week. We'll be back on Monday to talk about a Dolphins victory. Dagnabbit. Dolphins victory. We're going to be back talking about on Monday. Uh, I hope. And uh, I hope so yeah, too. and then we'll we'll talk on Monday also about what the schedule is going to be like next week because next week the Dolphins play on Saturday, and uh, and you know Christmas is coming up, so we're going to have to uh, figure some things out there. Oh, also friendly reminder that uh, there are football games on Saturday this week, so make sure you if you're in your fantasy playoffs, make sure you set your lineups early. Rain, I know you got a fantasy playoff game in front of you. Yeah, you got a semifinal. I, I I still have a decision to make as far as tight end because I got Mike Gasicki sitting there, and uh, it looks like he's heading towards a game time decision. I might need to pick up a tight end. Oh, uh, I would I would pick up a tight end. I I got my eye on uh, that uh, Cole Kmet and Irv Smith, both of the tight ends in that Minnesota Chicago game. Uh, you know that that's that's where I'm leaning. If if you're in need of picking up an extra tight end in the playoff that I am in where I have Gesicki on my team. I, uh, you know, this is what everybody listens to the same old dolphin show for our fantasy football takes, but, uh, I'm, I'm going to be benching Mike Gesicki for Dallas Goddard because I just can't risk what happened to me in another league where I made the decision to play Keenan Allen and he netted me all of two points. I can't have that happen to me again with Mike Gesicki in a different league. Anyway, All right, that's going to wrap us up for this episode. Take care of yourselves and each other. We will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins!